On this week's Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap Week 12, then we go over our segments of Performance of the Week, Nathan Peterman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and preview Week 13. We had things as always with our two-minute drill. All right, let's go. Forever Football Podcast. Today is December 2nd. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, how are we doing this week? Pretty good, honestly. Um, we don't normally get to watch football while we record a podcast. No, no we and, don't. Uh, the, the Ravens-Steelers game is, is ongoing right now, middle of the third. Uh, good old mm-hmm. Wednesday afternoon football. Uh <laughs> It's weird, weird times we live in. <laughs> the game that was supposed to be on Thanksgiving, yep. then moved to Good Sunday. six days later. Then moved to Monday, then to, talked about Tuesday, and now Wednesday. But they couldn't do Tuesday because they were lighting the tree at 30 rounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. NBC. What is the Venn NBC diagram of people that watch both of those events? Well, I guess the way they look at it, it's one time thing. And like, as someone that lived in New York for a couple of years, it's a, it is a big deal. Like, I, I don't mean, know, like it's I, bigger than you. I think. would rather watch the worst football game in the world. I'd rather watch the Denver Broncos well, yeah, from this from week, per, play the Denver Broncos from this week, than watch the But NBC is not only a football thing. So because the game was broadcast by NBC, I think that's why if it was like by anyone else. No, obviously it wouldn't be a problem, okay, but yeah. NBC Sp- is, Football is not the biggest thing, I don't think. I guess. Um, all right. Well, before we get into some the games, uh, we had to say a, a sad words for our parting gift to Matt Patricia. I will um, you. It's about damn time. Like, <laughs> as as obviously fans of teams in the oh, division, okay. we hope that the Lions just keep being the Lions mm-hmm. and being terrible. And it was a great run that they had with Matt well, Patricia I, with that. I want the record to show when they originally hired Matt Patricia, I mean, nothing was, was certain, but I was definitely thinking, oh man, this could this could, you know, work out for them in the long term. He's had success with the Patriots and, and oh, wow was was I wrong to even think about worrying about that. Yeah, and like and I I made a comment earlier this year, um, where I kind of brought up the fact like how is Matt Patricia still employed um, mm-hmm. when they fired Jim Caldwell, who had a significantly better win-loss record, and they just came off a playoff appearance when they fired him, um, and then they went out and got him. I don't, I don't fault them for trying to be better. Like, all right, Jim Caldwell was close enough, but like Jim Caldwell's record well, in there well, in Detroit it, was 36-28, yeah. with two playoff appearances. That's not bad. Well, That's like, I, 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 un- I understand, like. It's not bad, but it's not what you want. And I think that no. that, that was kind of my, – my belief is that that was kind of Jim Caldwell's ceiling. You know, he wasn't going to do much better than that. Jim Caldwell's not going to go 13-3. and three. He's not going to get to the oh, no. NFC Championship game. He's Jim Caldwell. He went 11-5. and five. He went 11-5. and five Yeah, and that's, and that's the ceiling. And I think they thought that the ceiling was much higher with Patricia and yeah. – you know, that was the, the calculus and it was very wrong. Um, my takeaway from the firing this week, I've never seen so like, I've never seen a head coach get so thoroughly roasted by like every dude who's ever played for him publicly on Twitter after the fact, like, yeah, there were a good dozen or so players just, and you know, they weren't maybe saying it, you know, directly by name, but just dragging the shit out of him post firing it's it's an interesting i i, I guess it's just because he's an asshole i don't know i i, I don't know that yeah, much about I don't him know. to be honest I, I just think like it's it's tough because i my problem was you know how long they kept it like i guess it was it was three seasons not even full three full seasons so like my biggest like i'm not in the camp of Oh, a new head coach doesn't get it done in year one. Fire him. Or like that's like what the Browns did, and that's how they were in such purgatory. Um, mm-hmm. But like 
I don't know. He went six and ten, then three, twelve, and one. Oh, Marcus you know, Peters is injured. Uh, oh That's boy. not good. Um, so I don't know. I'm 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 fine with it. They also fired Bob Quinn, their GM. That's um, fair. That's fair. It's a good, you know, it's just start of what you can. I think Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, is still, you know, good enough. Um, I think he. I wish I could see what he would be like on an organization that's not the Detroit Lions. Well, you take um, a step back. I think this is a contract year for uh, Kenny Galladay. So, yeah. I mean, assuming they bring him back, you know, which would, I, you know, I think everyone would agree they should. Um, yeah. And then you look at that. I mean, their offense, you know, DeAndre Swift has DeAndre kind of Swift developed this promise. year. Yeah, he's shown promise. Yep. Stafford is obviously, you know, a, a, a top-tier quarterback, franchise quarterback. Uh, decent receiving options. It's that defense that they really need to shore up. And that was kind of, I think, the final nail in the Patricia coffin is that he's a defense guy. And they were yeah. abysmal, you know. I mean, they weren't even bad. They were really, like, really, really bad. And you can't you can't have that kind of showing when that's supposed to be your strength. No. And, and I, I, you know, we'll see who they hire. There's a lot of good candidates. I um, I would say probably I would not be surprised if a guy like Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator for the Niners, who was a big name last year mm-hmm. for the Browns job, but they went offense, obviously, with Stefanski. Um, I, I, would, I think they want to stick with defense. I think they like that. Yeah, I don't um, think getting the enemy in there would uh would help no, the defense very it, much. It's getting more and more. I don't see the enemy going anywhere other than Houston. Like that's like the that's like too perfect where he already has Deshaun Houston. there. I I could also if the Chargers fire Anthony Lynn, which I don't think they yeah. will, but if they did, that would also be a very enticing job. It yeah, would be in the anyway, division though, so right, mm, right, and so it just it'd be a matter of uh maybe the chiefs block that interview or something mm-hmm. um all right let's let's start recapping some games here uh let's start with mine because uh what is going to order when this, they happened this game was like I, did you did you I, watch I, the full so game i'm guessing i was watching red zone to? but the end of this game was you know on red zone pretty consistently Bananas. and yeah. yeah i mean like and it was fun because at this point in the season like you know post-Cowboys loss, the path for the Vikings becomes much more difficult. So I wasn't really invested, and I got to just kind of ride the roller coaster on this one. I was like, holy shit. Like, wow. So do do you want to take us through your your emotional, you know, odyssey? I think this game, as it should be set, like, you should look at it. Obviously, this is the return of Teddy. Um Anyone out there that still says, oh, Teddy Bridgewater or Case Keenum should be our, we should have went with them instead. Um, no, this is like the, this is, I think the most Teddy game that he could have. This is a quite Teddy game. Yeah. I love, I love Teddy as a, as a teammate. I think he's great in the locker room. Um, every, you know, fan favorite, but he is game manager to a T. And he is, and he and is I, top he, shelf game manager. Yeah, absolutely. Which, absolutely. which is, is different. It's a subtle difference from game manager, but it's like game manager is okay if you're the top yeah. shelf kind of guy. It's almost like what Breeze is at this point in his career. It's very similar. Yeah. You know, where, I, I mean, he game manager never, sometimes has this, this negative connotation, but. Yeah, which, which it doesn't. We're not saying it, it's yeah. a negative thing. It, it, it suits teams. Like, I would say Garoppolo is. He's better. He's a little more. I don't want to put full game manager on him, but that's like kind of where he mainly operates. He's more just because the way that just because of how that team is made up. Yeah. If it if it fits your team, it's okay. So I just think like Teddy's not the quarterback that's going to be able to go toe to like in a shootout. He will not be able to compete. Mm -hmm. Like Dak Prescott is the and like the opposite of Teddy Bridgewater. I think where like he he's built for shootouts. Yeah, the, it could be the, I mean, there's, there's three the interceptions. Two, there's, there's the two ends of the spectrum. It's game manager or it's gunslinger. You know, like where do you yeah. fall between those two words? Yeah. yeah. And and I don't think – and I think Kirk Cousins, believe it – contrary to what the Vikings were doing with him for the most part of the beginning part of this season in our horrible part, in our one-in-five part, um, 
he we were trying to slot him into the game manager role. Just turn around, hand it off to Delvin, limit your damage because his decision making was was questionable in the beginning of the year for sure. But as we've seen in November, as we're now in December, I mean, we finally let him throw it and actually, you know, guess what? Justin Jefferson is very fucking good. This is a first game without Adam Thielen, and he showed he could still be very productive when he gets double or triple teamed. He was very much the focus. I mean, our yeah, our I mean, second you got four guy receivers with seven receptions in this game. Like, yeah, oh, I wow. I got a fun little um a fun stat here for you. Um, let me pull it up really quick. Uh, I saved it. This is good radio. So the the Vikings had four receivers notch at least seven receptions and 60 yards today. They became only the second team in NFL history to accomplish that. So it really was, uh, from an offensive standpoint, a team effort win. And, like, that's great to see, um, you know, because everyone's saying, oh, it's reliable. He, he can only do it with weapons. I mean, he's throwing to guys like Chad Beebe. I'll get to Chad Beebe in a second um, in a little bit. But – you know, he spread it around and it was nice to see Kyle Rudolph more involved. BC Johnson, even though he doesn't know where the first down markers are, he kept being short of them, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, it was a good, it was a good offensive team win. You know, the, the turnovers, I put those kind the ones that happened, you know, I don't want to say they're random, but you know, they're good. I would put them more as good defensive plays and not like bad offensive ones. I mean, who who um, was it? Shout out to whoever it was on the Panthers Jeremy Chin. Defense. Yeah, Jeremy Shout out Chin. Jeremy Chin. Rookie <laughs> Jeremy Chin. Back-to-back touchdowns, fumble recoveries. Um, but no, I, I was very happy with this game. And I think that with so much going wrong in this game, um, with the, how the season went, you know, giving up back-to-back defensive touchdowns, a muffed punt. Um, you know, uh, the Vikings all, tried all to lose happening. this game, you yeah. know, uh, up until the very end. It was and and it's it kind came of a down comedy the, of errors. It, it came down to the fourth quarter having to come back, mm-hmm. and that's what you that's what we pay Kirk for. You know, that's why you give him the money and give him the contract. You know, eighteen points in the fourth quarter—that's nothing to snuff at. And I think we're now we before that we were third in the league with fourth quarter scoring. And I think that's probably got to shoot us up. I don't know the gap there, but either way, like he keeps you, he gives us a chance in games. Bad Kirk is very bad. Mm. Good Kirk can be very, can be very good. And he's had a phenomenal November where he went 90, 94 of 131 for 71% completion, 1,131 yards, 11 touchdowns, one interception, which is the one that bounced off of Thielen's chest and four wins. I mean, for a guy whose first two months were terrible, that's what you want to see. And like, it makes me really annoyed that we lost to Dallas even more. Um, <laughs> my dad, my dad, all him and I all week have been saying like, you know, the last couple of days, like, I still can't believe we won that game against Carolina. Like mm-hmm. with everything that went wrong, the fact that that happened, like, you know, they, their guy, Joey Sly missed, missed a field goal. Also, I don't know if you saw the field goal, that they got in the fourth quarter, one of them, no. like that wasn't actually a field goal. Like, what do you mean? It went completely outside of like it was. Did it was it like, go, like right over, over the the posts or like I'm confused over the posts, but it wasn't actually like over the posts. Like I don't, I mean, I I don't know. It was close, but like if you were to extend those upright, it, that's not going in whatsoever. But like there was no talk about it. It just mm-hmm. was the most casual like. Yep, it's good. It's like, what? And that's the one that made it uh, 24 to 13. And so instead of making it a one-score game, that made mm-hmm. the two. Granted, it's happened. But in our last three weeks, our special teams have been terrible, and we've we've somehow come away with two wins, arguably probably should have been three, but you know we've had two blocked punts, one missed extra point, kickoff return for a touchdown, a bad snap led to no extra point. Uh, so basically two extra point missed a fumble punt, uh, a fumbled punt return, which was this week and a fake punt called back for a penalty. Um, I, I like all our special teams are a mess. And so I don't know. I, I'm just happy we got to win, but of course if Dallas, you know, we win that game, it's a little different. Our room for air is very small. It's 
probably not much at all. But Arizona losing again really helps. I mean, we're one we're one game out. We're one game back. Yeah, so, and you guys are, you guys are still alive, and, and it was a good win. You know, the, yeah. the room for error comes down to the the Bucks game and the Saints game coming up on the schedule. But I mean, I wouldn't put any of those as you know impossible games either. Like, who knows? No. So. Yeah, I, I mean, because if you guys would have dropped this one, that would have been it. You know, it, it would have been... Yeah, that's an nail in the coven. And, yeah. and that, that, that goes the same for next, this upcoming week with the Jaguars. You know, we have to win those games. Oh, my God, yeah. We, <laughs> if we want to allow ourselves one win or one loss, it has to come to the hands of the Saints or the Bucks, and we have to beat the other one that we if we lose to them. Mm-hmm. Ideally, we, we, we win five in a row, and we end 10 and six. And I think if we do that, we're in the playoffs. Whether that being the, um, the whatever one of the wild cards, because it gets interesting if we win next week and we beat Tampa, because then we would theoretically leapfrog them into the fifth spot. Um, yeah, they seem which to be uh, cool. falling apart. I can't imagine why. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I'm, I mean, I'm happy with it. I don't really have any other thoughts other than Chad Beebe. Um, I the roller coaster of emotions I went with you and have gone with you this season. I I'm very curious if it's because his dad is Don Beebe that that's the only reason he gets snaps because he's always on the field and you're like he's not really that good but why is he out there so much? But he had a you know redemption. You know it's all about how you finish and yeah. man. <laughs> My only takeaway is that uh, there is nothing funnier. When you like when you're watching a team that you're rooting against, there is nothing funnier than watching them muff a punt. It is the yeah. funniest, just like obje- just like as a as an event. It's like doink it, just oh, and you get to see their face freak out. Is like I had such a good time, and then you guys won anyway, and I was like ah, oh, damn it. But muff punts when you when you're watching a team you hate, oh, inject that into my veins. They're so fun. Yeah, and like <laughs> I just. I don't know what's going on. Like we either we need Cordero back because our special teams has not been the same, or at least returning wise. And like I don't know, I just I don't know why we didn't get rid, well. We got rid of or didn't want to re-sign Marcus Sherrills. I know he was old, but like he never muffed a punt. And uh, fair, he, we're not getting any return. Like that's all we really want. Like I don't. I feel like I shouldn't have to hold my breath for muffing for catch, fair catching a punt. But I I don't. Well, you're talking to the guy whose team just signed Tavon Austin this week, so. Yikes. Um, but yeah, no, Teddy, Teddy had a chance to win this game when they got before they uh, kicked the field goal. Um, and he he didn't. He missed a wide open DJ Moore in the end zone. And I I just think. I don't know, because there, there are a lot of people out on Vikings Twitter and Vikings Reddit or whatever you want to call it um, that were still kind of clamoring and holding out and being like, we should have kept Teddy. It's like. I don't know. The, the the needle or the goalposts always move on Kirk Cousins' slander and, like, hate. And I just – he's not mm-hmm. going to get any respect until he wins the Super Bowl, which he might – you know, he probably – he might not. And But he, he might at some point in his life, whether it's here in Minnesota or it's with Kyle Shanahan. I don't know. I I just – I don't know. I'm just happy with, with how we've got to win. It was ugly, but whatever. It's a nice mm-hmm. comeback win. Um since the start of 2019, Kirk Cousins is the only quarterback to engineer multiple comebacks when trailing by 10-plus points at the start of the fourth quarter. No other quarterback has had, has more than one such comeback in the last two seasons, so that's kind of fun. Also, shout-out really Dustin Baker. Is really a good stat to be good at coming back, though? Um, that's kind of a bittersweet yes. stat. Like, How many? But but that's not his fault for giving up points. Yeah, I, I mean, and, I guess, but it's and Packer from... fans love to cling to Aaron Rodgers being clutch. That's part of it, though. Yeah, that's like, not come, that's comebacks not clutch, are part of it, though. I mean, are you saying that yes, he's clutch? Is. No, but it's coming. You're down. Your team's down by ten or more points, and you have you come back and you win. That's okay. That's a positive. Okay, okay. I'm just I'm he's, just he's a guy asking questions. I'm just a guy asking questions. No, but I don't and know. Voice and, of the people and and anyone that says also. Anyone that says that um, he's only doing he's, his numbers are all padded by garbage time. Um, fourth his fourth quarter or top fourth quarter passer rating score margin within ten points of twenty twenty as of eleven twenty nine. So last Sunday or whatever it was, 
Uh, Kirk Cousins is at 138.2. Number two is Drew Brees, 122. Patrick Mahomes, 122. Watson, 121.8. Roethlisberger, 121.2. And then Rodgers, 117.3. So while some of that is, yes, there's probably garbage time or being by a lot, but like that's within 10. That's not garbage time. So I just think that narratives are going to stay narratives because that's all media clings to. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying the guy gets a pass and he's Jesus, but like, you could you know, do a lot he's not worse. A bad quarterback. And that's always been the Kirk Cousins, you know, that's, that's always been the yeah. transaction. And it's not like we have a history of phenomenal quarterback play. Definitely not since I've been on this earth. So it's like, he has been by far my best quarterback that I've ever seen. Like from a consistency standpoint and from a, you know, multiple seasons in a row standpoint, it's like, we don't, I don't know why we set the bar so high for the dude. It's like, it's so weird to me. I don't know. It's always going to be weird, but I mean, I said whatever. it before. I, I think it's a thing that uh, Vikings fans just kind of do, whether it's a quarterback or a kicker or but we didn't, coach. but we never did this before Kirk. We didn't do this with any quarterback before Kirk. And eh, so it's so know. weird to me. It's just, yeah, I think it's just because the contract, they didn't like the contract. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, I think when you look contract. at it, he's not even like, I don't even think he's top 10 anymore in terms of highest paid quarterback. Well, like, no. it's I mean, always a moving out. market. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. consistently going up just all the time. Yeah. So it's, so it's just like, that's, that's a thing like, okay, that's not a, that should not be a problem. And like, we've re-signed everyone. So like, that's, I don't know. It's just people refusing to acknowledge it and like, call, like eat their, you know, crow and just be like, all right, I was wrong. Like, they just can't say it. I'm like, whatever people, you're sad and upset at the world. Yeah, um, that's, that's a that's a fair thing to say about that group of people. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to to your game. Well, uh, I'm the sick and tired of uh, Packer fans disrespecting Aaron Rodgers and you know saying that he gets all his foot. No, just kidding. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this they, this they, game. They, yeah. This game. I I had a little bit of an emotional epiphany during this game. Short of winning the Super Bowl. And, like, the clock has to be all zeros no matter what the margin is. I don't think I'll ever be happy watching the Packers again. I think they've broken my brain. Like, I get happy at plays, but it's like this spike of happiness that quickly returns to anxious, like, when is this all going to come off the rails energy? Like, there's something wrong with me. I, I, like, they had this game in hand the entire time. The Bears had a little garbage time push to make it remotely interesting but it it was never really in doubt i mean mitch looked terrible the bears offense writ large looked terrible uh minus david montgomery who looked pretty decent actually for like the first time this season um but yeah i uh i got nothing to complain about the offense you know i was talking about a scheme perspective last week and uh, they looked much better this week kind of got back into you know what I've seen them do the rest of the year, whereas, you know, the week against the Colts was was a notable departure from that. So it's good to see them return to that. Um, I'm not going to hype up the defense too much because it, I think it's a product of a just horrendous spares offense that, you know, I mean, they look good. They look competent. You're supposed to win these games, but I'm not going to give them tons of credit for shutting down Mitch. No. Uh, and then my, I... my, my third and final takeaway... Um, this was the first game, so I didn't even realize until I was looking at the box score, MVS didn't have a single catch, um, St. Brown had two, Lazard had four, Sternberger had one, Tanyan coming up with, you know, five and a touchdown, it was a highly distributed contest, and I don't know, just the St. Brown and Lazard in particular, those guys if they can be anything at all besides just, you know, irrelevant, it's huge for our whole unit because, mm-hmm. you know, the Devante and his, you know, and, and his cousin MVS, who is nowhere near as good at all, you know, it's like MVS isn't really a two and Devante is amazing. So they just, you know, double team Devante and ignore MVS. And that's been the formula this whole season. And if we can, break that mold a little bit. I'm, I'm excited about what could potentially happen. 
Yeah, and like I just think that with those two and MBS, really all like the three, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to call them, you know, three wide receivers, three stu- my fantasy teams named after. Yep. The whether they're, they're the three musketeers, three stooges, I don't know, whatever. They, yeah, like they just health. I mean, that's that's what mm-hmm. it comes down to. It's it seems to be like because MBS played right. MVS played. He suited up. He wasn't injured. I don't know if he had, uh, you know, some targets that he just didn't bring in, but he has no, mm. no receptions. And this was, you know, Lazard was no back targets. last week, but he was kind of on a snap yeah. count. The offense was in a funk anyway, for the most part. And uh, and so, you know, Lazard got four. St. Brown got two. St. Brown also got a carry for seven yards. I think, you know... In Lafleur's dream scenario, he is a you know Debo Ayuk kind of dude. Um, oh, that's a I, stretch. Well, no, yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that he is you know that's near like, that what a dream that by talent Lafleur. level, but that's <laughs> that's the utilization I think in a perfect world. Yeah. So we'll see, but yeah, I, I just I was it, I was encouraged. I don't is I'm curious that how many games that those three have all suited up and played in. Well, right like, off all the bat, three of them. Like, Lazard was out much of this season. St. Brown has, like, played three games ever. So you're, like, those two guys by themselves. I think MVS has actually been around, you know, when he's been on the team fairly consistently. No, I'm saying all three together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's usually, like, a a revolving door who's out. Yeah, I think even just St. Brown just eliminates most of the games in that sample size by himself. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm, um, I, as weeks go on, I continue to feel more and more bad for Allen Robinson. Oh, I yeah. hope he it's, gets out. This stinks. Um, there were a lot of activity by Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, um, and Cordero Patterson on Twitter about liking tweets about from people saying they should leave, they need to get off the Bears, they need should go to X team or mm-hmm. come come to this team. They were liking all of them. Um, I don't know. This is this is bad. This is burn it all down territory. The bear honestly. and the thing is the problem is the Bears are are good enough defensively to win, you know, six, seven games. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I and that is that's purgatory. If you get stuck in that because you're never year, gonna get were, a top end what, draft eight, pick eight last year. Yeah. The eight and eight or seven and nine last year. So Something another like back to back year of doing the similar after going twelve and four. Granted, with a fourth place schedule, um, I just think that it it it's not good. You don't want to be that. That's the Jeff Fisher Titans or Jeff Fisher Rams, not Titans. Jeff Fisher and the Titans was good. Yeah. Jeff Fisher Rams. So you don't want to be stuck in that. Um, or the it, you know it, it's just as a as a division rival, I'm okay with mediocrity. I hope that they just chill in that six to eight win world, mm-hmm. but. From a pure football fan, like you don't want to see too many teams sitting in there. You want to see parity, yeah. and you want the way to see our draft set up, and... the league is set up. You should see some more teams rising up, like the Niners did last or last couple of years. You know, mm-hmm. and so I, I don't know. It's, what are, what it's are a your thoughts? There are a lot of point... really good dudes on that mm-hmm. team that are being wasted. What What are your thoughts at this point on the uh, Mitch or Nick Foles debate? Neither. I mean, just <laughs> neither. That is, I just if that dude, was an option, like, it would not be a debate, oh, sir. <laughs> like, dude, some of these throws that like Foles is is robotic. He's he's stiff. He's a statue, he has zero. Yeah. He doesn't. He can't. He can't give you anything. He needs perfect around him, which he had for that for the Super Bowl run. But Mitch, he has the mobility. It's the decision making and this and, and his just arm ability. He doesn't have he doesn't have elite arm talent. He he didn't have that coming out. And more and more reports coming out that saying there were scouts within Chicago that were against the signing or the drafting of Mitch Trubisky, especially at two. And Ryan Pace said, fuck it. I'm just going to take him. And like, that's not good. That's really not yeah. good. And I think whenever Mitch is gone, Ryan Pace will be gone. Matt Nagy will be gone. I think they're a package deal, the three of them. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's a mess, man. 
And I have two brother-in-laws that are diehard Bears fans. And, like, it's hard because, like, when the Bears aren't playing, you know, if they're not related to the Vikings or in contention or competing with them in terms of playoff spots, I I don't want to see them lose all the time. And, like, you know, it is what it is. But, like, that is such a weird thing for me to hear. Well, no, it's not like I don't understand why the Lions, the Bears and the Vikings don't dislike each other. Well, I say it because I have literally family that is like that. So yeah, from a pure, but like you like, also don't feel like that about the Lions either. So the well, only the division opponent you really I don't, have don't any family, like, though. but I don't have family that are Lions fans. Literally, yeah, the only you, reason. But, but you don't I didn't have wish. two brother-in-laws that were Bears fans. I, and keep I in suppose. mind what I said. Keep in mind what I said. If they're anywhere near the Vikings in the standings, I want them to lose. Well, yeah. But when they aren't, I don't care about their game result. So in that way. I'd rather them not get killed 41 to 10 with 15 points of garbage time. You know, like that's See, that, sad. That's, 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 that's where we're different. Yeah, I saw I saw some memes going of like, you know, the, the Kylo Ren, The Last Jedi, where it was like, more. it was like 35 to 6. It's like more. It's like 41 to 10. It's like more. <laughs> I, just, I wanted I all say, the points. This game was really more of like, with garbage time, 34 to 25 yeah sure i mean there was there was an extra aaron Rodgers fuck you thrown in there at the end no 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 i'm I'm talking about the free defensive touchdown that happened oh and you're not going to talk about the free chicago touchdown at the end of the half on pass interference that didn't exist because the nfl called down and said this is embarrassing please make it somewhat close no i'm not going to comment that okay well because that this one was that like again Pass interference is pass inter- like that's always fucked up. Like that's whether that's wrong or right. That that's just kind of how it's always been. But like, oh my god, Trace McSorley is in for the Ravens. Oh Jesus! Oh, it's uh, happening. But like uh, an uh, an obvious like fate. Like I don't know. It's just the fact that that happened. I don't. It's just it was a little baffling to me because that that did come at a time where the game was not out of hand. I like, mean, I it, think that was it in the was second quarter. it was huge. You know, like that was a huge play. It was a huge kind of momentum looking thing where the bears offense was kind of, you know, taking on a little bit of water and then they just sank after that. Um, I will say, I mean, you know, it it was a face mask. They, they hit him in the face mask. It's clear as day. I'm not going to argue that. I don't think that's why he fumbled the ball. I think he just threw the ball in the turf because he's bad at football, but yeah, it, I mean, I don't know. He got punched out from Zadarius's right hand. His left hand grabbed his face, and his right hand came sweeping around. You can see it in the slow-mo, and punched it from behind. Well, regardless. It was I mean, complete. I, he punched it. But I'm the, saying fa- he, the face mask, the though, face doesn't mask. doesn't have anything to do with the fumble itself. Like, it no, could have not been a face mask and the been fumble. the exact same play. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying that, like... I'm not questioning the fumble. Yeah. That no, was I, a clear fumble. Yeah, it was clear fumble, clear everything else. And, I mean, it was a call. Should have happened. I, I you know, I... We, we had a it just it we just had a really, debate amongst our it, friend group ad nauseum yeah. about the concept of football it, penalties. It just compounded it because it was returned for a defensive touchdown, a scoop and score. So that's why the, I am harping on this mm-hmm. and dread bringing it back up because of like it directly resulted in seven for Green Bay when it should not have. It should have been a free fifteen. Yeah, and, and I so, can understand. And, and, and of course. And then, of course, Chicago going down and scoring on the next drive where, yes, it was might have had some shenanigans. With Dude, Nassarfiri just got fucking annihilated. <laughs> Holy shit. That yeah, was a late prayers, too. prayers to him. Damn. Um, but I just – I don't know. I, regard, yeah, I, I mean, I and, and trust me, you know, if you're a Bears fan out there and you're listening, like, I you know, I can relate to a face mask, fumble recovery, uh, t- you know, return for a touchdown – you could even say in an NFC Championship game against the Cardinals. So, like, I know how frustrating it is, and there's nothing, you know, refs stink. I I got nothing. You guys get – was that the game that you guys got killed by the wait, Cardinals? No. Oh, that was when they went to the Super Bowl. That was before That's the a... double Hail Mary Cardinals playoff game. Gotcha. It's been a right. lot of playoff games against the NFC That was the West. Kurt Warner Cardinals game. Yes. When they, got, they lost to the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. that was it, yeah. This Antonio Holmes catch. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's talk about the last one. Um, oh yes, uh, let's. Chiefs Bucks. So the Chiefs. Um, Ver- verbal meme. Really... Verbal meme. Uh, Tom Brady. PS4. 
uh, Patrick Mahomes PS5. It's not yeah. even fucking like, close. Well, like, and the thing is, um, so there are two things that I, I have about well, these teams are one takeaway for each team. The Chiefs are better than they were last year, and they haven't really oh, yeah. been tested. Like everything just looks so easy for them. The Bucks are going through. I mean, it's the first year of Brady obviously being there. There is a clear gridlock between what Arians wants to do and the play calling with what Brady did in New England. Mm -hmm. I don't know why Arians keeps insisting on calling these just flat go balls that like I know he is like the thing that Tom is the worst at. But like all of football, 43 years old. Yeah, it, but like, the, the only thing it, he would be worse at is if, like, Arians started calling, like, QB keepers like they run with Cam yeah. Newton in New England now, it's you like, know? Like, I just don't... It's like Arians didn't really watch the last five years of New England or seeing that, and he was retired it, for some of those his, five his years. His offense is the exact same with Tom Brady that it was with, like, Jameis Winston. And that's just... Yeah, and, like... Why? It doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. You have you have Tom Brady... Arguably one of the most, like he's he's probably the most he's seen the most defenses, probably one of the most smartest people. Hopefully he's been in the league for a million his, years. His game and IQ like, is you know top one percent. Yeah, yeah, and like rivaled by maybe Peyton Manning, and like mm-hmm. but his arm talent is still there when Peyton's wasn't at his end of the career. Yeah. So it's like Brady is like give him he he is so good at just driving down the field, methodical drives you know, out route, in routes, around that short to intermediate distance within the 420 yards, like hitting them over the middle, like just driving down the field. Why do you insist on like on first and 10? Yeah, chuck it deep. It's like what? Tom Brady is death by a thousand cuts, you know, whereas Patrick Mahomes is, you know, just one shot haymaker. He connects and you're out. And yeah. yeah. And and I get that 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 philosophy in this game because you think, oh, the Chiefs probably going to score a bunch and they they scored 27, but it was the easiest 27 points like ever. Like I don't think they were oh, really ever 17 unanswered in the first quarter. And I mean, yeah. if you are the Buccaneers defense, what the fuck is the defensive scheme where you think, all right, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to isolate uh Tyreek Hill with a corner who's just okay and no safety help like over yeah. and over and over again. And I'm sure that'll just work. <laughs> I, just, no. I just don't get it. I mean, it doesn't make like, sense. That's, it doesn't unacceptable make any sense for this talented of a defense, because like the goal, throwing it deep multiple, like every drive works. If you have a shit defense, if you're like the Cowboys, it worked for them because they had terrible defense when they had Dak. Yeah. Or when they, they still do, but they had Dak so they could, he could make up for the difference. Tom Brady is not, a 24-year-old Dak Prescott or whatever old he is, or 25-year-old Dak Prescott. He's not like that. So you have to – and you have a good defense in Tampa. What are you doing? I just think Arians is being just so stubborn right now, and that's why they faltered over the last couple weeks. Because, like, yeah, there's there's too many growing pains. Like, his deep balls, that's such a a chemistry thing. Mm -hmm. Like – well, and you, you gotta see be able his to first where to pass of over 20 yards and his last, like, 22 passes over the last few weeks completed. Yeah. Guess who? Gronk. The guy he yeah. actually has chemistry with. Like, yeah. it, it backs up your point perfectly where it just it, it just doesn't make sense why, you know, you would set up an offense to function this way. Why, why you would go out and get Tom Brady to put him in this offense? You know, it's like... It's like you love off-roading and you went and you got a Lamborghini and it's like that's not what this is for. It's yeah. not like I don't know what you thought was going to happen. So I I don't know. The Bucks are are very weird to me. I'm I'm very curious how, you know, the the last little stretch of their season ends up. Yeah, I still very much think they're going to make a playoff team with the added wild card. Um but they're definitely not as scary as they well, were. I, I mean, a you look weeks at ago. Yeah, you look at their next four games, Vikings, Falcons, Lions, Falcons. Uh, you know, two of those teams, three of the games, teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs, Falcons twice, Lions, not even, you know, having a real shot. Vikings are in the hunt, but, you know, definitely beatable. So it's like if the Buccaneers pull out of the skid and Fal- finish 11-5. Falcons is definitely a little friskier just because of the division oh, yeah. and they've been playing 
significantly better under Raheem Morris. They're in yeah, their own. No, I mean, I mean that is true, but you, you expect but still the Bucks those to are win that those game. are winnable games. Yeah, you expect winnable games. The only realistically, one, you expect to win say, all four of those games. Yeah, and the only one I I would say the, of those four would be the Vikings. That is the most challenging because it just depends on what Vikings you get. Whether it's if it's good Vikings, they can, as they've shown, they can play with anyone in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the ones that we've seen, even, you know, they, they were right in with the Titans, right in with the Seahawks, um, beat you guys, split with you guys. And like, you know, it, it it's any given Sunday when it comes down to it, but it's really going to depend on who you get. So they need to figure it out. Luckily they have a bye week. They definitely need a bye week. Yeah. Um, not good. Not, not a good defensive end. Yes. They made it close with 14, Points, That's but a like, little deceptive, though. I mean, I've never seen game. It, you know an opening punch land as well as Kansas City did this this game. I and, mean, that just took the I, air out of everything. And I'm kind of terrified because I really do think Kansas City is like hold is like pulling some punches here. Oh yeah, like they have all year, and like I'm really excited to see what they, they do in the they, playoffs. They've been they've been kicking everyone's ass left handed, and they're not left handed. Yeah. You know, like the, no. it, when the playoffs show up, I yeah. have a bad feeling that you know whoever they play, if they don't get that you know that by the first week, it's just going to get their doors blown off. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Let's go to let's go to segments. Uh, start performance of the week. I'm going to start because I'm going to keep it right here. Um, I feel like you might have the other one. So I'm going to say just Patrick Mahomes this week. Um, mm. I'm guessing you might have. Person. Uh, yeah, I I, I uh, may have had Tyreek Hill. Um, yeah, that's why I did. I, I did take the obvious one. Uh, it's too easy. I mean, like he uh, and I, I, I need to like I wish I could like hurt like reset my brain a little bit sometimes with him because mm-hmm. i want to be wowed still i still want to be wowed yeah. and I, he will he does that because already here's a list for you that i saw today after this week so most games with 400 plus passing yards and three plus touchdowns with zero interceptions num- the leader is drew Brees at nine he did that in 284 career games mm-hmm. then it's tom brady at five with 297 peyton manning with five 266 Aaron Rodgers with four at 192, so he has a chance to catch Breeze still. Uh, then it's Roethlisberger at four with 288. Mahomes is at four in 42 career games, folks. <laughs> that's so stupid. It's ridiculous. That's, it's that's so dumb. And like, I I'm so happy that like we're in a time like this is what this was what it felt like when like Montana or Marino was playing. Like, yeah, and they were like actively. Oh, yeah, it's it's watching. like it's, it's like so Montana cool. and Jerry Rice. Like it's when you combine the best quarterback with the best receiver. And I, I yeah. mean, I don't even not not take anything away from Terry Kill because he's a fantastic receiver. He might not even be the best. He's just the fastest, you know. So you put yeah. the biggest arm with the fastest guy, and you just play you know backyard football. It's it, with with Andy Reid. Oh as my your head god! Coach. Hollywood's going to score un- a touchdown. It's happening. It's uh-huh. really happening. It was a long one too. But like if. I mean, the, some of the placements they did, like that first touchdown that he threw to Tyreek. Um, I, I, Tyreek is so good now at putting, like, reaching for the ball or extending his hands the last possible second. Yep. That's so hard for a corner to defend because yep. they play a lot of the time. They're man to man, which you have to be. If you're like, you can't try to look for the ball if you're guarding Tyreek. You are just clinging onto that hip or trying to and just trying to play his hands. Yep. And, he puts his hands up so late and it like it's the ball that just lands perfect every time. Mm. He never really has to adjust. <laughs> it's so unfair and like it's so fun to watch though. I'm so happy I'm not in that division. Holy shit. Yeah, that would just be very, you know, disheartening just every two single week. In a row. Every every year. I'd be like, mm-hmm. that's two losses. Like something you can but, do after right. the Raiders maybe you squeak one out, but Yeah. Um, right, yeah, so those, those were, oh, Tyreek. my performance was Tyreek. Yeah. So, Tyreek. I mean, okay. do you want to go to Nathan Peterman? Yeah. Let's go to Nathan Peterman. Uh, you start. Uh, my Nathan Peterman award this week, some man very near and dear to my own heart. Um, Mike McCarthy, <laughs> where do we begin? The amount of joy that I got on Thanksgiving watching Mike McCarthy just flounder on national television and knowing like 
you know, it's like seeing your like old ex at the bar and they're just being terrible, but you don't have to deal with it anymore. So you can just be like, wow, you're the worst and just watch. That's what my Thanksgiving was like. I mean, McCarthy, you know, and he, he'll have the excuse this season. Oh, Dak got hurt, but his fourth down uh, play calling his fake punt, which is going to go down as, you know, one of the worst fake punts in history. Mm-hmm. It, it just all combines into this all too familiar picture. It's like every time I watch the Cowboys, I'm like, I've seen this. I've seen this before. It doesn't end well. And it never does. And I'm just so glad to be rid of him. So Mike is my Nathan Peterman this week. Ah. Uh. And I, I am guessing you also saw that Jerry Jones, what he said in response to the Broncos, like having to play that he says, I have zero sympathy for them because like he's alluding to the fact that he's lost Dak Prescott. It's like, that's not the same. <laughs> that's not the same, Jerry. Um, you also don't, aren't that beat up because you haven't paid him yet. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I know what it's like to to be, you know, treated unfairly during a national pandemic. <laughs> yeah. My quarterback hurt his ankle. Jerry, yeah. no, that's, <laughs> that's not the same. Not, that's not Jerry's what we're talking about. <laughs> um, all right, my Nathan Peterman. Uh, I had a hard time picking one person, so I'm just gonna pick the whole team of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, yeah. What the hell was that? What was yeah, that? that? Oh, I, Derek that's... Carr. I, this is after like a week after we praise you and like say and like all the national media is saying. You know, give respect Derek Carr, to Derek you Carr. did your job. Like, you hung in with Mahomes. You know, you got Mahomes. You, you know, you know end, why? Like, it was because he became a meme last week, and so now he, yeah. has to, he has to have his downfall. Yeah, like, he he had lost three fumbles uh, and threw an interception. And the, the team, though, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 11 penalties for 141 yards. Guys. That's not what, that's not going to win you games and five turnovers so as a team. Can, can you guess how many points um, his QBR dropped from last week to the, yeah? I guess like the Chiefs game to the Falcons game. His QBR or his yeah. quarterback rating? His QBR. Uh what was it before? Do you know? What like his? No, no, not like his total, but like in the, in these games. Oh, oh, probably like. I don't know. Like, he probably had like a zero, Q, like a one QBR, or whatever. It, like a it, dra- it dropped from ninety five point two to fourteen point three. So he dropped oh, over eighty points. <laughs> my. So yeah, that's just bad. Um, I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what to do with the Raiders. Or what to think of them? I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything you can think. They might make the playoffs. They're they're just an absolute truest sense of the word wild card that that like don't bet on the Raiders don't bet against the Raiders just stay away from the Raiders yeah I yeah because there's that's... no way of knowing and they play the Jets this week so I'm sure they'll pop back and kill the Jets and then you know we'll be like oh maybe the Raiders are really good again and it's it just it's not worth your your brain power to try and dissect no. the Raiders I don't think so either all right let's go to stock up stock down uh, Kevin, what's your stock up? My stock up. Um, I'm gonna take a uh, little little page out of your playbook here. My stock up is a guy from my favorite team, which I rarely do. Uh, Robert Tunyon. Now, mm-hmm. Big Bobby T. Um, he is. Uh, you know, at, he 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 had that one breakout game against the Falcons, and you know it was kind of a flash in the pan, and he hasn't you know even remotely kept up that level of production. But I think that, you know, it's safe to say at this point, he is a tight end. He's a competent tight end, and he's definitely upper half of tight ends in the league. I mean, and granted, you know, the tight end position has a pretty one guy at the top, I guess two if Kittle's healthy, and then a bunch of crap. But he's really established himself as, you know, I'm sure what they what they wanted him to be when he was drafted, I don't know, like 30 years ago. Um, you know, he had five for 67 this game and a touchdown. And I think that, you know, he's really solidified himself as that main tight end role as kind of a baby, baby Kelsey. I had, I had two babies just to make sure that everyone knows. So, yeah, that's my stock. I still up. say it's a little, little bull. I, I may even throw a third baby on there, but we'll see. It's got to be consistent. 
it is yeah. it is nice that you actually guys have a tight end. Um, yeah, right, m- m- my... much to the chagrin of Jace Sternberger, I'm sure. But yeah, <laughs> uh, my my stock up is just quarterbacks. Um, as we saw with the Saints and the Broncos, um, quarterback is very needed in the NFL. Uh, that was gross. It was really gross, and I think it really hurt the game of football. Like it set us back. I feel I, like it's bad uh, to talk about Mitch like that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, obviously the Broncos, all all their quarterbacks weren't able to play. So they had emergency quarterback Kendall Hinton, practice squad receiver. Um, he played quarterback in, at Wake Forest and in high yeah. school. You know, one for nine, 13 yards, two interceptions. I, I don't fault him at all. No, I don't fault I, him. And I, I actually think this is kind of a beautiful moment for the league where like, no one really was like, oh, what an idiot, you know? Like, everyone was like, yeah, that's that's about right. You know, people were yeah, pretty nice to him, all know, things considered. He had a .1 QBR. Um, hey, man, it's better than literally zero. .1. Taysom Hill, on the other hand, who technically is a quarterback, I just put air quotes up, 9-16, 78 yards, an interception. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's cute, but, like, it's not really. Like, uh, what does he really do for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I I just think that this game was, was gross, man. Like quarterbacks are important still, and they always will be, especially in the NFL. Might work in college. Definitely does not work in the NFL. No. Oh, and this guy wasn't even like a college quarterback. You know, like he yeah. he played like four <clears throat> plays, I think, like in college, and then they were like, "You should be a receiver," and he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh, it was, just, um, it was right. bad. Uh, stock my, down. Yeah. What's your Go stock ahead. down? All right. Uh, Arizona Cardinals hype train. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're reeling, folks. They're after that hail mary. They have lost two in a row, and their offense is scoring like eighteen and a half points. The curse um, of the miracle. Well, and without that hail mary, you take that away, it looks even worse. Yeah. You know, yeah, that absolutely. hail mary gave them a win in a game that you know you can argue. You know, they I'm really deserve... bummed that they made that Hail Mary now. Like we'd be in the playoffs right now if <laughs> that Hail Mary didn't happen. Yeah, so, um, so you look at loss, loss. Without a Hail Mary, it's a loss. Loss again. That's four in a row yeah. and a win over the Seahawks in overtime. You know, you have to go yeah. back six weeks for a convincing win. Yeah, and I, and I just think you know their schedule does. They have the Rams coming up uh, this week, and they have the Giants, who have just believe it or not, they won three in a row. Um, and then they have the Eagles and then the Niners and then they close out at the Rams. So not a whole lot of room for error. Also, if the Vikings continue winning, because um, I look at the NFC, technically the Bears are the same as us. The Niners are another one back. But like, I feel like it's really going to come down to the Cardinals making the playoffs or the Vikings making the playoffs um, as like that seven spot or like that one of the last teams in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they they got to turn it around. I hope they don't, but yeah, hype train going down a little bit. I still think they're a year away from really being up there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Uh, my stock down, uh, Doug Peterson, going back to the, to the well of coaches here. The yeah, I'm glad you brought fuck this up. Are you doing, dude? He yeah. his whole game plan. The um, the Eagles and the Seahawks played on Monday night. Uh, you know, I, predictably Seahawks won. I'm not really judging him for the loss so much as I'm judging. I hate him that for I watched that game. It was so scheme. bad. I didn't actually. I saw you know oh. everything I'm talking about. You know, the next day because I I looked at it, I was like, why would I want to watch this? I mean, Miles bad. Sanders touched the ball like twice. Arguably the best player on that team. Carson Wentz continues to just drown in the NFL. I have no idea. I mean, I think there's a ton of different factors, one of which is that Doug Peterson keeps calling plays that don't suit. He's calling plays for old Carson Wentz and not new Carson Wentz. But then he benches him for a play, puts Jalen Hurts in, who completes a pass, like first completed pass of the game, and then yanks Jalen Hurts and puts Carson Wentz back in to suck some more. Like, dude, why, why would you just shatter Carson Wentz's confidence even more by benching him for one play and then bringing him back in. It, it just, it yeah. doesn't make sense. I just think like, he's just, 
at this point he's doing things where because he keeps saying things in media time and like that he tries to like be like go back on and be like oh i shouldn't have said that and like all this kind of stuff but like mm-hmm. i just think he's just looking for just someone to put him out of his misery so he can go become a coordinator for a year and then get a new head coach job and like I don't know. Yeah, just... There's, just, there's no, like, rational pattern where I just don't understand what's going on. So, he, I mean, you know, I don't know how high his stock ever was, but it's definitely gone down significantly this year. I just think that the Eagles, as we talked about in our draft recap earlier this year, I think the Eagles and Howie Roseman are trying to collect to all the Jalen's. Oh, they're they're right. trying to be they're trying to be too smart and too cute with their things. Like, well, it's funny of, because they're they overthinking everything. Yeah, and it's funny because they play in a division where you don't have to. You don't. You can't overthink the NFC East. You no. can't underthink the NFC. It's just, it's just this terrible, terrible place to play football. And you can be the king of it at eight and eight, and you can be the king of that seven away. wins. Yeah, yeah. like. It's it, it. I don't know. It's frustrating I just, to watch. I, I I think it's funny that also as each week goes on, and I think it will be for the rest of his career. Um, Eagles whiffing completely on Jalen Rieger when they could have had Justin Jefferson, and they also whiffing on not taking DK Metcalf and instead yeah. taking JJ Arcega Whiteside, who. Where is he? No one knows. Hey, don't talk about um, JJ AW like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, they they take an undersized Jalen Rieger, who they try to use him as a deep threat, and he can't beat press man coverage. Um, that's a problem. That's a problem. And I don't know, and also reports are coming out that apparently a lot of the scouts were not happy about Howie Roseman wanting him, and they told him, don't take him. Like, that's not a good pick here. Hmm. And he did it anyway. Sensing a pattern not here good. with these, yeah. these guys. I'm okay with it, but like, you know, yikes. Uh, they're a mess. That's a good stock down. Yeah, it's not great. Um, all right, let's go to week 13 preview. Um, Vikings play, we host the Jaguars. Uh, you know, we're favored 10 points over under 52. Just, just handle your business. I don't I don't know what else to say. Remember when we, we said get, we last week back. kind of feels like a trap game? Yeah, this is definitely a trap game. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very this trappy. Is, uh, this, you know, we have Thielen back. Just do everyone do your job and don't try to do too much on defense. Like, if everyone just sticks with it, we'll be fine. Just that's, I think, a lot of the problem is a lot of the young guys or inexperienced guys try to do multiple jobs or try to be like, oh, I got to cover this area. It's like, no, just expect that's going to happen. But. Well, we should have you heard, uh, we should have you heard the reports that Gardner is healthy, but they're still starting Glennon? Well, that's good. I'm much happy about that. Yeah, I'm confused more than anything, but I don't know. Okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, all right, next game, Eagles go to Lambeau. Uh, the uh, line is Green Bay's nine, over under 46 and a half. Why is I'm sure you're probably thinking of last game? year. Like I don't know. East Coast? But we have four of them. Midwest? We have four afternoon games. I'm yeah, I don't know. It's weird that it's an afternoon game, but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, once again, you know, this is kind of echoing what we said about Vikings-Jaguars. Um, you know, I'm I'm optimistic that, uh, that the Packers, you know, win and take care of business when the games are supposed to win. Eagles looked pretty terrible, but it would not shock me in the slightest if this game ends up being close. Um, you know, something yeah. about just kind of momentum in the NFL where you, you suck and you bounce back or you have an awesome game and you, you fall down afterwards. I'm I also feel like the Eagles one. are like, they always have ugly games. Like how the like how the Seahawks have weird games. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Eagles are just ugly games. Yeah, and they're kind of a volatile team. Like, yeah, you know they like they have pieces where if they actually put things together, they could have some success. You know, right. like when they you know scored, they beat the Niners twenty five to twenty. They twenty nine to thirty eight Steelers. Like you're thirty to twenty eight Ravens. Like they lost those last two games, but pretty close with some pretty good teams. So 
I don't know how to feel. Yeah. Um, and then for the third game, there's a couple actually good ones this week. Um, one I thought about is the Browns Titans. Couple, they're two eight and three teams, believe it or not. Um, I think the Browns have the lowest like. Yeah, we, we didn't talk about the, the Titans just boat race the Colts last week. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a crazy. weird. The Colts are weird like that. Like they get they either I don't know. They're up and down for me. I don't. Well, DeForest Buckner didn't play, and uh, Derrick Henry is going into late-season Derrick Henry mode where he just yeah runs through an entire defense all by himself. So it's not it's super shocking. It was one of those they went up super early and just kind of coasted, but something yeah. to watch out for. Um, but the game I really want to highlight is the Rams-Cardinals. Um, as we mentioned before, uh, both teams looking for bounce-back games. Rams kind of getting embarrassed a little bit. Um, and losing the way they did uh, to a very depleted um, 49ers team. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think it's probably going to sit a little, have a bad taste in their mouth. So, and the Cardinals need a win. You know, they they desperately need one after losing to the, you know, the mm-hmm. Patriots like that. But Sneaky I hope game for the Rams. Watch. Um, the, the Steelers just won, you know, as we're recording this. Uh, they mm-hmm. moved to 11-0, and 0, and uh, I'm going to call out sneaky, upset uh, football team beats the Steelers. Ooh, Monday night, early Monday night game. Yeah, mo- like Monday it. afternoon. Yeah. Um, all right, so those are the ones I kind of want to look at. Um, without further ado, let's go to our two-minute drill. All right, let me get it set up. All right, ready... Set, go. Uh, which fired coach gets a job first? Quinn, Patricia, or O'Brien? Uh, I'd say probably Quinn, uh, okay. just from history. Mm-hmm. Um, are the Raiders both F-words this year, frisky and frauds? They're the friskiest frauds in the whole fucking football league. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Which of these quarterbacks would you rather have? Wentz, Mullins, Glennon. Uh, Wentz. I, 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 yeah. I don't know why. I just think the upside is the upside. He was he an MVP the biggest contract that ACL. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, contracts, involved, contracts then I guess were part of the question. Yeah, but. <laughs> um. All right. Do the Bears fire Matt Nagy after this season? No, I think they try and make a move for another quarterback that they'll probably like get Cam after the Patriots don't want him or something, and he'll just keep buying time on the bad quarterback card. <laughs> um, let's see. How many touchdowns and interceptions does Tom Brady end up with this year? He's on pace for thirty seven and fifteen, but that's been, you know, considerably worse over the last couple of weeks. Um how many interceptions is he at right now? He's at he's on pace for thirty seven and fifteen. He has eleven right now. I think he ends with I'll say sixteen interceptions, and okay. I think he throws for how many touchdowns does he have currently? Uh twenty eight. Five games. Uh I think he'll throw for I'm gonna say thirty 37. I'll, I'll stick with what it's 37 so, touchdowns. So you're gonna, you're 37 and 16. Plus one pick. Yeah, that's that's under two two touchdowns a game. I think that's in the bag for the headline. Reads, what, how, wait, how many? Four, wait, four Adam games. Says Tom Brady wait, washed. Four. How many um, four games does he have left? Yeah, he's got four games left. Oh, never mind. I'm gonna say. Um, wait, no, they have to have five because it's week. 12, and they've already had a bye. No, we should only have no they have it. No, they have a bye this week. They have a bye this week, so they yeah, have four games five. Yeah. So whatever is, uh, I'll say eight more touchdowns. So I guess that brings them to, what is that, 36? Yep, 36. 36 and 16, I'll okay. say. Okay, well, All right. you heard it here first. Adam thinks that Tom Brady's washed according to the projections. Not even a bad. That's not a bad. Like, you had asked me two in a row, also. I, I messed yeah. up and started. So, should the Ravens be punished for breaking COVID protocols? If so, yes. what? Um, I don't know. Some sort of chump change draft pick, similar to I think what the Titans got docked earlier in the year. I mean, this was a huge outbreak. It got the Saints. Back to the one Saints were docked. They lost a seventh round pick, but I feel like 
I feel like the Ra- the Ram the Ravens should lose like a fifth. Yeah, I was gonna say a fifth. The fifth sounds sounds pretty fair. You know, it's not like you're Fourth taking might away be a like, steep, but like, yeah, because by fifth you're taking shots. You know, like yeah, it's not a huge deal, but yeah. What's your last All right, one? and then will the NFL expand to sixteen teams for the playoffs? You know, they were talking about it. They've been talking about it. With how I don't much think they will happening. because you know, knock on wood, but it seems like. You know, COVID kind of spiked a little bit this week, but besides the Ravens, every team was able to, you know, feel a team. I mean, you know, the Broncos had a weird, you know, incident where I, I can't fathom why they let all those guys in the same room without them. You know, it's like, well, they no came in on a day, like they came in on an off day. That all the quarterbacks Ugh. came in on an off day to watch film together, and they were just lazy. They just la- they were just lazy about it. Oh my god, stupid people doing stupid stuff. But yeah, yeah so. I mean, but with the exception of the Ravens, everyone was able to feel the team at the time. So I think the protocols are working. I don't think they have to cancel any games. You know, they've shown this wild amount of flexibility to keep things within reason. So I think we finished the season as scheduled and it's just seven and seven. All right. And time. Two minutes. All right. Sweet. All right. So I think that's going to do it for our week uh, 12 oh, wait, recap. I also, I, I wanted to just, there was a Nathan Peterman sighting this week. Uh, thank you, thank you, Derek Carr. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that he got. He got oh yeah. All right. No, he. Oh boy, he did. He play. Let me. Let me just. Let me just tell you the box score real quick. Uh, Nathan Peterman. Oh yeah. Three, three for five. Twenty-five yards. Twenty-five yards. And QBR one rush for nine yards. Elusive. Yeah. <laughs> this man. He's he's a physical freak. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, on that note, um, that's going to do it for our week 12 recap um, and week 13 preview. This has been the third and forever football podcast. I've been your host, Adam Monster, and as always by my co-host, Kevin. Ol- Kevin, final words. Uh, happy birthday, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. true that's a thing yeah it's old aaron jones is not that old aaron Rodgers is he's 37 not old i'm 37 that's literally the line from the movie you you, you just got <laughs> fact checked by monty python how does that make you feel <laughs>